What up, world? Thanks for listening to the Sac City Podcast. While you're here, do us all a favor and hit that follow button. Then join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for more top-tier NFL content. Welcome to the city. To a nut, Jesus Christ! Everyone's got. Hey, I got snacks too. I got. We can. We'll just do the snack thing if you want. We can, everybody have snacks on the show. Is what we're doing tonight. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Sack City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by my best friend in the whole entire world, Aaron the Mukesia. Mukes below us, we have the smoothest voice in sports casting, Dylan Kearns. It is a beautiful June eighth evening. Here in the city, episode 39, about to kick off. We are uh, dipping our toes back in the fantasy football water. Dylan and AJ had fun with it on Monday. We'll, oh, we we're going to get into we're going to get into that uh, later on in the show and discuss what they talked about. Um, but we're breaking down even more fantasy football content, and talking and addressing the burning questions heading into this fantasy football season amongst the top players in the league. Uh, there's only one person that I can go and start this show off with and ask them how they're doing. And it's the gummy bear himself up there. Aww. Aaron, how goes it? I'm, 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 I'm drowning my sorrows. Um, this is how I, this is how I, I heal, uh, by eating gummy bears. I, I don't know if you guys can see behind me, but, um, this, this, I, I'm just going to say I'm in a shithole. I'll say <laughs> I'm in a shithole. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in Albany, Georgia. <laughs> Um, I have no friends. I have all I have is my gummy bears, Huey, Dewey, Aww. and Louie and Chewy, or whatever their names are. <laughs> and uh, really? whoa, 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 I just met a new friend, it's a little rodent, I think. Um, running on, <laughs> can, running, on, running on the carpet. I, I don't know if you, if you are, you might be a little aged for this one, but this reference is SpongeBob reference. But when he was alone in his pineapple and he had his like thumb, like he had his hand, his finger friends. And then he also had like the napkin, a penny and a chip as uh, his friends. That could be, that could be what you do. I mean, listen, um, I'm I'm thankful for my new venture. Um, However, I, my place is not going to be ready until the 24th and I'm staying in a, I'm staying in a place. Yeah, I'm staying in a place um, that I, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm thankful to be here. They at least have good internet connections so far. I think this, AJ might want to try coming here. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, at least so far yeah. I haven't been disconnected. Yeah, somehow, some way you still have better internet than AJ who is uh, at home doing his. He is not here tonight. Uh, we wish him the best. Uh, uh, nothing is wrong. He's just not here. Um, but... But we have a great show. We're going to get into fantasy talk. And uh, Dylan, you and AJ had some very, very interesting 
takes on your top 10 finishers for the upcoming season. We're going to get that into that in just a few minutes, but our lead story this evening has a lot to do with these players missing OTAs, starting off with Lamar Jackson, who enters his final season uh, under contract with the Baltimore Ravens. He missed voluntary OTAs. The Ravens, Actual mandatory OTAs have not kicked off and head coach uh, John Harbaugh actually expects him to show up to camp. So we might not be talking about Lamar at all. DK Metcalf, on the other hand, we don't know what to make of him. He had surgery to remove a screw from his foot back in February. He has missed mandatory OTAs, and it's an unexcused absence. So we'll see what happens with DK. Alan Lazard, potentially wide receiver number one in Green Bay, also missing camp. He is a restricted free agent set to make $4 million for the Packers. Last but certainly not least, Aaron's Cowboys, Dalton Schultz missing the remainder of voluntary workouts because he wants to get paid. He is signed under the franchise tag already. His quarterback, though, expects him to be there. Dak has all the confidence in the world that his tight end is going to show up for camp. All these players missing camp or not showing up or showing up late or whatever. I want to know from you guys, how big of a deal is this actually for these players not to be showing up to to mandatory mini camps or voluntary mini camps? Is it more so that the media is just trying to make stories out of this? Or, Aaron, do you think there's a problem with these players missing mandatory OTAs? Well, when you talk about mandatory OTAs, absolutely, because usually if a player is going to sit out mandatory OTAs, they then are forfeiting some sort of dollars in the case of Dalton Schultz. And we all know that no matter what is going on in a contract situation with the player, they're not trying to forfeit any money. And when you see a guy like Dalton Schultz decide, who did sign his franchise tender um, back a few months back, decide to go ahead and say, you know what, I'll miss some time of minicamp and perhaps be fined, uh, I think that speaks volumes to where his head's at. Maybe the talks aren't going so well with the front office. Maybe he needs you know, he's wanting more or the front office is just not going kind of caving into his demands. I think it's very, very important for those stories to be talked about. The ones that are voluntary or um, I'm sorry, the ones that are like voluntary workouts. I, I don't read so much into those. Even guys like Lamar Jackson, who had been with a team for a long time, who we know is getting ready to get paid $40 million. He's their franchise um, who has perhaps a little bit more injury risk than some other people because of the position he plays because of the size in which he plays that position. I think I tend to worry less about those guys, uh, but there's definitely something to be said when guys are missing time on the football field. You should be there. You should get your chemistry, especially if you're a wide receiver, uh, DK Metcalf for injury reasons. He has a new quarterback. You want to create those connections, um, and it's important to be there because they don't have much time, and we're about a month and a half, a little bit, a month and a half away from training camps opening up. So uh, I do believe there is a little bit important important things there to to kind of be mindful of yeah i think with the lamar thing i think if you were to put a title on who is the most uh who's the most interesting name that hasn't shown up or that is rumored to not show up it has to be lamar jackson obviously with the him being him being in his final year with the baltimore ravens under contract and a massive payday on the horizon i think he he obviously could be titled as the biggest name not to show up but Harbaugh actually said he is he is not worried at all. I, he said, quote, I fully expect him to come back in great shape. That's what he talks about. I'm sure he's throwing. I'm sure he's doing a good job. Harbaugh, it, it, like, it, so with all these guys that are not showing up, it really seems like no one 
is worried about them actually continuing to hold out. The only one, though, might be DK Metcalf because it was an unexcused absence and no and Pete Carroll refused to answer any questions uh, regarding the situation. So we don't know if this is DK rehabbing his foot or if this is him saying, I want the bag. Yeah, uh, maybe DK does want the bag. Or not maybe, he does. He wants the bag, right? This is one of the best wide receivers in the league, a physical specimen. And now his play, his numbers could potentially drop off going from Russell Wilson to Drew Locke. He wants to get paid now. And I understand why he wants to potentially hold out and see uh, what the contract situation looks like heading into the season. So that's that's a big name right there. One of the best wide receivers in the league who's not at training camp. And maybe it is the foot thing and that, that could potentially get around. But the unexcused, um, definitely raises an eyebrow for me um, when you look at DK Metcalf because, I mean, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league, and if he's not there, it could be problems in Seattle. And with with your new, maybe not new quarterback, if Geno Smith is the guy, but you also yeah. want to get the you want you want to get start building this chemistry with whatever quarterback ends up stepping in uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Dalton Schultz, though, Aaron, you. Uh, you're you what's your concern level with the Dalton Schultz missing camp uh possibly holding out uh to be quite frank I don't want to say it doesn't matter but I I think it's it would be overhyped Dalton Schultz has been good but he's not some elite tight end um by by no means is he a Travis Kelsey uh, I, I think there are other guys that can come in and do what Dalton Schultz does. Now, him and Dak have a good rapport, but I think he'll end up being there. Uh, but, you know, sleeper name out there. We might talk about him in fantasy. Jake Ferguson was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, and I've been pretty high on him in this offseason as far as my fantasy rankings. It might be a guy that they come in, give him some opportunities in OTAs. Maybe he stands out, and then all of a sudden, they're like, maybe we don't have to pay Dalton Schultz. We keep him on the franchise tag. If he chooses not to play, that's on him. And, uh, and then they let him walk after the year. So who knows with that? But I, I wouldn't get so concerned about a tight end of Dalton Schultz's stature. Yeah. Oof. And the sleeper candidate, Jake Ferguson, the rookie uh, for, for the Dallas Cowboys, might sneak into some dynasty uh, conversations. I want to let everyone know on Friday, and this might come as a surprise to you gentlemen, but on Friday we will be doing our first mock draft, uh, our first fantasy mock draft, but it's going to be a dynasty startup mock draft so we are going to be looking at it from the perspective of a dynasty startup team or teams i've yet to determine if it's going to be all of us playing against each other or all just one team it might be just one team so we can really get into and dive into the players that are available um but you're not going to want to miss friday's fun and games friday show live at 8 p.m eastern on facebook youtube and twitter but dylan you and aj on monday Talked about your top 10 finishers potentially for the 2022 season. Uh, your list, your list specifically looked like this. I'm not going to, we're not going to bury AJ too much on the show. Cause he's not here to defend oh, himself. Gonna so we're going him. to look at your list first though. Christian McCaffrey at number one, Jonathan Taylor at number two, Nick Chubb follows him up at number three. The interesting name I want to talk about now to start off with and i don't know if aaron you want to dive into his list more so than aj's list but i want to go into number eight on your list in cooper cup who just received a massive payday as we uh as we were about to go live on the show we didn't have it in our top stories uh it, it happened right 
as we were getting everything going, but he got an $80 million extension, including 75 million guaranteed over the next three years. You have a number eight. Are you confident that we'll see the same or similar Cooper cup value like we saw in 2021? No, no. And it's not, it's not because it, I mean, that was a crazy year last year, right? I mean, every year, one, one star, one athlete has an outlier year whether it's Calvin Johnson with his 1900, whatever that year that he went stupid, he was still a great receiver in the league. And I mean, Cooper cup, this is this year, I think was an outlier for him. Yes. Everything worked well. He had uh, Matthew Stafford. This is a guy who's battled injuries throughout his career. He finally stayed healthy last year. What are you saying? Wait, what are you saying here? Kid? Stop, 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 stop. This is what we're going to get into. We're going to get hot and heavy right now with the show. Cause you did this on, on Monday's show, Aaron point, we were watching it together and Aaron pointed it out. You have this, and, and we'll either pull the curtain back or whatever. You have this skill of yours that you. It's not a skill. Have, it's, a, it's a tendency. A, you have a tendency of yours that you will put a player high or say something good about a player, but then tear them back down. You have them at number eight. This not, yeah. that's not bad for Cooper cup. If the Cooper cup finishes years. as the eight. Yeah. If he finishes in the top 10 again, that's good. So what I'm trying to find out from you is why you think he's going to be able to do this again, because. Okay. So you were saying I, why he's, would be eight. He's not he's in my top eight. 10. If I were wow. to, if we were to, if I were to have been on that show with you guys on Monday, he would have not been in my top 10. He may be in the that, top 20. I, think I know you guys talked about Devonte Adams, who I think Devonte Adams, <laughs> I'd have Devonte Adams in my top 10 over, oh, over, over, over Cooper cup, but that's beside the point. No, it's not. You that's think, not beside the point. I, not beside I, I the mean, point. why, why the hell is Adams in there? Not cup. You want me to tell you why? I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll okay. tell you why. Cooper Cup has had, in his career, two good seasons. Good yeah. seasons. Where he's finished in the top 10 at the position. Not top 10 overall. Top 10 at the position. Devontae Adams has had six. That's why. That's the difference. You, difference. You, 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 can't, you can't apply that same logic there, Aaron. You Come can't on. apply the same logic because Devontae Adams is still a number one receiver. He's still getting thrown the ball to by a, a very dependable quarterback with no, not really many other weapons on the team. You could talk about a hundred. Hunter Renfro had a great year last year. Darren Waller's a beast. Because he, he was the only no one there. So, so now are we talking, now are we saying that, that Hunter Renfro is a number one receiver? Because he was he the only guy, because he was year. the only guy that Derek Carr had to throw to. Darren Waller actually didn't have a great year last year. Devontae he Adams is clearly the number one receiver in the NFL and has been for the past. I'd say those five guys are not seasons. weapons. It's just I, I didn't say they aren't weapons. I said we're talking about the, the level only of weapon. weapons. And Cooper Cup had 191 targets last year. Yeah, that's, that's not happening insane. again. That's you know what? You know what I that's, think? That's the point. Is it's not going to happen again. He had his best year of his career, and it was an amazing year. But there is no matter what, he's so, going to regress to the means. So let me let me let me slide in here and ask you a question, Aaron, real quick. With maybe the X's and O's sides of things, with Cooper Cup and what he did this season, we obviously talked about how it wasn't new that they were that like the slot wide receiver position was doing good, but it was new that a slot wide receiver was just as dominant as as what Cooper Cup was last season. I see going into 2022, a lot of teams are going to now, ha they have the blueprints 
on Cooper Cup. They know what Cooper Cup does. They know what the Rams want to do with Cooper Cup in the slot. I think more teams are going to be dialing in on Cooper Cup. And I know, and I see Bailey brought it up in the chat about Robert Woods not being there and whether or not you trust Allen Robinson. I don't think Allen Robinson has done anything to not I know he had that bad year last year with Justin Fields and that mess of an offense, but I personally don't think Allen Robinson has done anything to where you can't trust him as a wide receiver two in that offense and as another weapon for Matthew Stafford there to take away from Cooper Cup, which with the with the combination of teams now scheming for Cooper Cup and the addition of Allen Robinson, I don't see a top 10 year there. I I just don't. I don't think the addition of Allen Robinson really changes anything. Yeah. I think Robert Woods was adequate enough. Then after Robert Woods went down, Odell Beckham was there, um, who was good enough um, to 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 be considered that number two guy. But to the, to your point, it is about the scheme. It's about teams now saying, you know what? We let Cooper Cup beat us last year because we were saying that's what we're going to give up. We don't want him to beat us outside. We don't want to give up certain things. We'll give him the middle of the field. But he did. He beat him. So now you say as a defensive coordinator, I'm going to do everything I can to take that away, and you're going to have to beat us another way. It's not saying that Cooper Cup's going to get stopped. It's saying that Cooper Cup's going to have to find other ways to to make his game work, and in doing that, it's going to take a little bit of his targets away. They're going to go to Allen Robinson. They're going to go to Van Jefferson. They're going to go to Tyler Higby. Cam Akers is back fully. They get some work out of the backfield, and I think overall, the Rams are a complete football team, so that's why his workload's going to come down. It's not that Cooper Cup isn't good. It's just that he is not that guy that you say one-on-one on the outside I can throw him the ball when he's when he's covered they don't do that he's a guy who gets in the space and when he's open you throw him the ball so I think that's the difference between him and a Devontae Adams when Derek he's just gonna throw it to Devontae Adams and he'll make the catches that like that's what's gonna happen and, and we talk about chemistry all the time the reason Cooper Cup was so good last year is because when he came in the first person he started or when Stafford came in they had the chemistry They're the ones that were working together. They got on the same page and they developed that chemistry. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have had chemistry their entire life. They're like best friends. And that stuff matters in many aspects. Vinny likes to point to it. But I can tell you for a fact, as somebody who played the receiver position, it matters between a quarterback and a wide receiver. It absolutely does. The timing, knowing where to be, trusting that guy, it matters. And I don't think that's going to change from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. The skill might change a little bit. There's going to be throws that Derek Carr can't make that Aaron Rodgers could, but I think that chemistry will still be there. Cooper Cup should be the third wide receiver off the board, the third in, in, in fantasy, and it's outside the top 10. You played wide receiver? (laughs) So that's Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and then Cooper Cup. It's what? Justin Jefferson. Devontae Adams, not in no particular order for those two, but Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Cooper That's your Cup. first three yes. off the board. Yes. And you think, do you think, do you think Cooper Cup returns the value of that third wide receiver off the board? Yeah. If you're not dumb enough to take him with that number, what, nine or 10 pick. So what's he's, your, what's your line for Cooper? What's your, it, let me ask you so, this let me way. Ask Cooper you this. Cup will not be available after first rounds. Because yeah. everybody's going to take Cooper wrong. Cup in the first round. So in that case, he will not return the value of where you're going to draft him. Okay. This okay. might be stupid. So, um, Michael Thomas, when Michael Thomas was – not this year, but what I'm saying, when Michael Thomas had his big year, he was a first-round guy. Or do you think that's a similar drop-off that, that Cup's going to have? Um, I think Michael Thomas' situation was a little bit different. 
when you start to account injuries and, yeah. you know, that talent for Michael Thomas was there. Uh, but again, very similar style player. These guys aren't game-breaking players. So Cooper Cup's game of seven catches, 80 yards, that's cool. But when Devontae Adams gets seven catches, it's seven catches, 120, and two touchdowns. So those games are harder are going to be harder to come by for Cooper Cup than they are those big name wide receivers like a Justin Jefferson and a Devontae Adams. Yep. So let's let's move on now to and I will have this last topic of what you guys discussed on Monday. Aaron, you did have some problems, maybe not necessarily with what AJ's list looked like, but what with what AJ said on Monday's show. I'm giving you the chance. We've got 10 minutes before we got to move on. The floor is yeah, yours, no. sir, to just <laughs> have at it. It's not just it's not just AJ's list. There's part of AJ's list, part of Dylan's list. I wanted to address the Dalvin Cook thing, um, the, the debate between the Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, which I was all on board with Dylan, talking about Christian McCaffrey bouncing back. I hate judging running backs and and just in injuries. Oh, they got injured in the last couple of years. They're not they're not as good. Christian McCaffrey was the most dominant fantasy football player we had really ever seen at the position when he played full seasons and he's shown he can do that. So I trust that AJ brought up a point about Dalvin cook and the work out of the backfield. And it was just flat out wrong. He talked about him seeing six to seven targets a game. He's only seen more than six, so more than six or more targets in four games over the last two years. It's not a lot. He, he's not out there catching five, six balls like Christian McCaffrey. The skill sets aren't close. Christian McCaffrey is a dynamic playmaker out of the backfield and in the receiving game, which Dalvin Cook is not. Dalvin Cook should be in the top 10. He has him in the top 10, but it's not that that debate between Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey just went way too far. The second thing I want to just talk about both of them were um, the fact that Alvin Kamara is not on this list is an absolute tragedy bring the list up it's a tragedy we don't know what's going to happen with alvin Kamara, and what we do is we say yeah but you're assuming he's suspended like nothing has been said about him being suspended you can sit there and say push back it was it was a draft nothing nothing might not even happen you don't even know that anything's going to happen there's been nothing there hasn't been any evidence that's been put out there that said he's going to get suspended nothing's about likely to be suspended we're just assuming he's going to get suspended. This thing might get pushed back to 2023. To not have Alvin Kamara not ranked in the top 10, which he has never finished outside of the top 10 at his own position, he's always been up there, is an absolute tragedy. I don't I don't believe you can have a top 10 list and not have Alvin Kamara on that list. I'm sorry, producer. I'm not defending Dalvin. Um, Kamara, to your – I mean, I, I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it with Kamara. Like based on what? Based on based what? On, okay. Obviously, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not You're not defending Dalvin. I'm not. I'm not asking you to defend Dalvin. You don't have him on your top ten. And Aaron was very yeah. passionate about having him in your top ten. And you don't have no, him. This was, so that's Aaron why you have to saying, defend Aaron your Dalvin that. Cook because you said he's at well, like fifteen on Monday show. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. You are a clown for not having Dalvin Cook in the. Yeah. Top he's not 10. in the top ten. He's not no, a top. So that's why I was saying defend Dalvin Cook because he's like a clown. I'm going in now. Yeah, I'm going in. See ya. Um, you know, looking right here, Dalvin Cook. I mean, come on. This guy's never finished a season healthy, right? That's that's a big freaking factor. Oh my God. It's the change that is the, that is the dumbest coach. narrative so ever. How? How? Uh, McCaffrey, I understand because I've seen him play 16 games. Dalvin Cook has not finished a season healthy. Every can, single can year you, he misses okay. games. Can, can I tell you guys this? No running back. No running back outside of Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry for your play 16 games. That is not a thing in the NFL anymore. 
So you got to get that out of your head. Dalvin Cook is consistently 13, 14, 15 games. It's not like he's out there missing eight games, missing nine games. He's played 14 games the last 13 games last year, 14 games the two years previous to that, been over 1,100 yards each year, double-digit touchdowns two of the three years. He is the prototypical top 10 player. Like, he is consistent. He's going to give you touchdowns. He gives you that work out of the backfield. It's not to the Christian McCaffrey level. He'll never be the number one overall player. But to not have him in a top 10, that in the top 10, what you want, what is the number one thing you look for in a top 10 when you're playing fantasy? Sure things. When you draft him, you're getting a sure thing. Dalvin Cook is that. That's the closest thing to a sure thing you can get. Yeah, I, I want someone who catches balls, scores touchdowns, and runs for runs well. I question the health. I always have with him. All right, you can bring up the 13 games, but I mean, there's there's certain points throughout the year where I just I as a I've owned Dalvin Cook the last three years, okay, and there's times where I'm sitting here and he's screwed seven and five. I need to get over the hump. No, <laughs> I'm out. Hamstring. I'm out. So it, this is so this Aaron, is what's on, wrong with on, fantasy football players. This is the Todd Gurley argument. A guy will carry you all year, and then you're in the playoffs, and, and he has the bad, and he gets hurt or has the bad game and goes out, and you blame your whole season. Oh, well, he screwed me. I'll never be on my team again. Blah, 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 blah. He carried you to where you got. So, Aaron, on, th- on this list, who are you? Uh, you're obviously high on Javante Williams. Maybe you don't have him at top, uh, in the top 10. Yeah. You would have Cook over Williams. Would you have Cook over Eckler? Cook would be in my top five. Okay. Cook over Cook over Chubb? Cook is over Chubb. Cook over Derrick Henry? Cook is – they can be interchangeable. They're right about That's the, the line? line. Okay. The line. Cook over Najee Harris? Yes. Okay. And obviously over Aaron but, Jones. But I will tell you, there's okay. some, there's some, like, you know, Austin Eckler should be higher. Again, Alvin Kamara's in that top 10. There's a lot there. Yeah, obviously yeah. a different list, yeah. but I just wanted to gauge that line of where you have a, a Dalvin Cook on that list. Yeah. Uh, was there any other? Man would have James. Just nonsense. Harris. You guys, you guys did, and this is something I will, I will bring up. The, and this will be the last thing before we move on to our fantasy uh hot questions is you guys assessment of RB one and RB two and handcuffs. No, I was on those kind of things. I was on point. You were on. You always backtracked again. Not until. Yeah. You backtracked. You backtracked again. Yes, you did. did. Where did I say it? You You backtracked again. I I, I will pull clips. You backtracked on every point you made. I was like, Dylan's killing it today. And then you would blow it up by talking too much and continue to talk and be like, well, well, the only concern would be, and you pull back your own argument. Like if I remember, if I remember correctly, it was an Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, it was one of the, in your AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones point. But like w- the reason why I wanted to bring this up is that it's really to congratulate you and to talk about the good things that you said that I want to reiterate to our listeners you, and viewers is that with these RB one, like uh, a Nick Chubb and a Kareem hunt, I am totally on board and you didn't say this, but I knew this was your point on on monday's show was that you don't want to overload on the same team of a nick chubb and a, and a kareem hunt if you're getting kareem hunt's value is is round six you're not go for the rb1 on another team exactly. in round six then going for an rb2 on the same team of the running back that you already have that's where the like the point that the just 
nail on the head there was just missing on Monday's show because it's it, it is true. There's too many times where we're like, okay, you're getting Kareem Hunt to handcuff Nick Chubb. He's not a handcuff. A, a, AJ Dillon, Kareem Hunt, uh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is the line. They're not handcuffs. Those guys are standalone flex value players. So it's not it, you're not drafting those guys right. to be handcuffs in in round you can seven. Never get them. That the problem is is the value you will never get because if you take a Nick Chubb, uh, uh, you talked about taking Dalvin Cook and you're taking Alan, Alexander Madison in the fourth round. I it's am dumb. It's dumb because that fourth round value player is a startable piece all yeah. year. Fifth round is going to be a startable piece all year. You are Javante freaking Williams last year. How'd that pan out? He was a startable player at certain points. He had flex appeal all year. The problem flex appeal in the fifth round. I'd rather have Alexander Madison, knowing that I'm getting a wider running back one, whether it's Cook or Madison for four games. What four games? Twenty points. That makes I'm taking it. That That doesn't make any sense. Stupid. Because Javante Williams could yeah. give you that three weeks and then some from the flex position. And you're not and you're not sitting there having to waste that fourth round pick. Like you could never play Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook on the same day. Like right. you could never do it. The no. the only time you do that, the only time you take a Kareem Hunt and a Nick Chubb, uh uh an AJ Dillon and an Aaron Jones is when the value for that second tier player starts to drop. So if you get Aaron Jones in the second round and AJ Dillon's still there in the eighth or ninth take them boom that there you go you can take them have no problem with it but most of the time it's not going to happen so you, and you every week you're going to sit there and you're going to kill yourself saying oh, I want to start them both because there's a chance he could have flex appeal but then you're burned when Aaron Jones plays 70 percent of the snaps and AJ Dillon gets three carries for nine yards or vice versa um, exactly. it's just not a strategy that I'm for uh, I think handcuffs are handcuffs Alexander Manderson's a handcuff you take those guys yes. late but you don't take them yeah. in the fourth and fifth round. No, here's here's what I'm thinking. I want to I want to make this point. Okay, there's there's a difference between a bell cow running back that's always on the field. I want that backup, especially with Dalvin Cook's injury history. I want that backup. Who's the if it's a, if it's a split backfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I don't question that as much because there's less injury risk with both players being on the field a lot. Dalvin Cook's getting the hammer. He's a three-down back going off constantly, and you know if point, he were to go down, but, you got the starter on that football team, and that that team is going to produce a top ten back. And we talked about it before with the, with your point that I was on board with, which you said is you're not drafting Nick Chubb and then the, in the same draft drafting Kareem right. Hunt because right. you're getting an RB one and an RB two. But the thing is, though, is if you're drafting Alexander Madison there. That's still you're drafting an RB two, or it, you're drafting an RB two when you could be drafting an RB one. I'm getting a bell cow running like back the, at the as that whole entire but, team. Is what but I'm you at. may never, you may never. Cool. I, you could go through it like did his job, and I got a top five running back in fantasy football. What I'm saying, what I'm saying though, is you're it, you just said, and we just talked about it, you're not drafting, you're not drafting Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. You're like that's not a thing, like. You're not doing that in Cook around goes five. Down, Madison's projected 18 every single week he starts. That's that's that's, that's to me. If, that's if Dylan, he goes down. Dylan, but why not? You're, down. You're, think about what you're doing when you're taking that value. <laughs> when? You're taking a 20-point player is what you're saying. No matter what, you get a 20-point player every week. And exactly. you're now substituting that for a 20-point player already. And a, a, and a, and a thir- no, no, Dalvin Cook. And right. a 
and a 13 to 14 point score every week in that fourth round for a zero point player. So your only way to win in that situation is to your, your primary back go down. And guess what? I hate to tell you this, but if Dalvin Cook went down and you rely on Alexander Madison, guess what happens? Last year happens. Week 16, 17, 18. Guess what the Minnesota running backs did? Nothing. And you still lose. That's, that's what happens every time. You can't win when you take two players like that. I don't, okay. I don't know the future. Okay. I don't know the future. But when I say win, well, no, it's no, because no. he's never no. been healthy. You, you kids, these, and I sound like an old curmudgeon here, healthy. but you, you kids these days, and Bailey does the same thing. This is game. You guys, all do, down, the, you you guys all do the same thing. You guys talk in like such absolutes. Like, yeah, you guys talking absolutes. It's strategy bananas. Like when Bro, Dalvin he's missed Cook goes eight down, games in three years. Or like, do you realize that's two like, two, it, two games a year. year? And he's missed them every year. So when Madison Madison's ready, so you spend a fourth round pick for two or three games a year. If you're I get a top five running back, in that position, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. So, so you idiot. draft Dalvin Cook in the first round. Where are you drafting Alexander Madison? Where where is the where's the earliest you're drafting five. him? He's lying because he would not draft Alexander Madison in the fifth round. And well, I can I guarantee that. If I get I Dalvin Cook in our league, so I'm taking I Madison. You need not to laugh at me. So, are you doing the same thing with so, are you doing the same thing with Zeke? No, because Pollard still gets that run. So, this, weird. so, so are you saying this only applies to, to Bell Cook? Back. No, you're only saying what what name one? Outside of Dalvin Cook, who Najee, else does if, this apply to? Who's who's the backup? If I, there's a sure backup behind a bell cap. I'm asking you right now. Every team in the NFL, outside of Dalvin Cook, who else do, are you saying this applies to? I don't see. Maybe Joe Mixon and uh, the who's that kid behind him? Chris Evans? Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj no, P. Ryan. Or, or That's another one. Asinine. <laughs> asinine, asinine, asinine. Nobody's drafted Samaj P. Well, Ryan in the fifth. I don't think. No, I'm not taking him in the fifth round because I've seen Madison take a running back when he starts. So you're not listening to my point. Right now, so you're saying you if question. the guy's hurt, you would do that. Outside of Dalvin Cook, who does that apply to? Because all the it running backs you would even consider. Anybody. Le'Veon Bell, D'Angelo Williams worked that that's, way. Oh, that's absolutely Le'Veon Bell, like, because there are guys that do say. not play. Order in the court here. Order in the court. So you have Christian McCaffrey. and no, Thank you. You have Christian McCaffrey at number one. Are you taking nope. Dontrell Hilliard nope, in the fifth round? I have no or Chuba Hubbard? Is. is it Chuba Hubbard? See, you don't even know. If I know who the backup is, I'm doing it. If it's Le'Veon Bell, D'Angelo Williams, I know Fitzgerald Tucson's not getting any carries. Such, I'm going. No, you're, this, is where you're, this is where you're lying because you didn't do that for Le'Veon Bell to because you were worried about injury. You did, no, no, no. You're not listening. Jesus Christ. He's not. Did he really walk off the set? He, he's not he even walked li- off the you set. You didn't even go- listen. I'm listening. listening. You you did it because Le'Veon Bell was suspended, so you knew you were getting four games out of out of D'Angelo Williams. There's a big difference between assuming somebody's going to get hurt and saying, "I know I'm getting four games. I know I'm getting six games." You're assuming you're getting that. That's a huge. Eckler used to be that way when Melvin Gordon was there. When they had Danny Woodhead too, but they but again they had standalone value. That's Alexander Alexander Madison or Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. that's, yeah, what, but that's who you're passing up on. So, that's who you're, right. you're maybe, passing maybe up on. Now. Maybe it's not the fifth round. It's once you get to those numbered potential number twos in the sixth. Oh my God. No, that's wait. not the sixth round. You can get a starting running back in the sixth round. That, no, you you're, what your round you're talking about is the eighth, ninth round. I'm looking at those guys Leonard that are Fournette, like borderline startup. Like, Leonard Fournette last year went 
in the eighth round in our rough cut league. Well, yeah, because it was the whole Tony, like it was a weird back James Connor. Jones at James Connor went in the eleventh round, although yeah, he was a name that we were like that though. You yeah, gotta look at guys that are going right there. Now. Guys that are going there now. Yeah. Because what happens is those those were split. I take him over Melvin Gordon. I take him over Josh Jacobs. Oh, what the you're insane. I'm you're not. you're you're an over Josh Jacobs. You're over Josh Jacobs. You're dumb. No, you're dumb. You're dumb. Just why? How do you what? even consider that? Josh Jacobs has an injury history. There's multiple backs there. It's a new head coach. What multiple backs are you talking about? Broken leg. Broken Can leg. Can Drake uh, still there? Broken leg, Kenyon Drake. Yep. You yeah. you do realize that you do realize Josh Jacobs has been on RB one in twelve team leagues for the past two seasons. And you're saying you would pass on that for a backup to play three games that Dalvin <laughs> Cook has missed over the last three seasons. Yeah, because I've gotten the shaft from Josh Jacobs. Yeah, you're an idiot. Tom. Yeah, you're an idiot. That's let's just end it there. You're an idiot. So so just just for ADP purposes, Zeke is going with a 34th pick. Uh let's see. Would you take him over DK Metcalf? No, you gotta look for. What do you yeah, take you for like look, a like a? You gotta look in like the seventh for for sixth, other running backs, sixth and seventh sixth, round. Any players? No, it doesn't even have to be a running back. Any sixth. It, no, and it's, seventh any, that's why I said. That's why I said with like a a, a DK Metcalf who's DK's so sixth or seventh sixth? round is what. That's like in the, D, DK in Metcalf the is go his ADP is the forty fifth forty fifth. That's two player off the board. Go down, go down. That's in the fifth. That's like in the fifth round. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's if if yeah. I'm at a 12 team yeah, league. Keep going. Keep so going. He's not 12, taking him over DK. 24. I'm never taking 36. DK Metcalf. 48. Going. 48, keep, 48 is the Keep going. Okay. He's not taking no Got Alexander Madison over Godwin? DK Metcalf. Nope. Chris Godwin? Nope. No. I'll answer for him. I can tell you. Lamar Jackson? I mean, no, don't don't name quarterbacks yeah. cuz that could that could be anything. I'd take him over Lamar. Okay. Don't name quarterbacks. Okay. Uh a shot on Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton with Russell Wilson? Nope, I'm going Madison. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Dylan's Again, Madison. Yeah, you're dumb. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's, it's no, stupid. Okay. It's stupid. All right, we're point. moving on. This is why he uh, finished Dylan, last in our league. I'm only doing people, it if I have hey, to. This is why he finished last in our league with people that didn't even play fantasy football before. We had hockey people in our league. Let's not forget. It's true. Bailey won the league. Yeah. That's how that's how bad it was. That's how bad. Well, we don't care about Your that. Your twin won We're the league. We're talking about who was last place, and it was this guy right here, this clown, right, right, right. That is that right. is accurate. Right. I'm waiting Can't for the point right in this. Yeah, is. this guy. This guy. <laughs> yep, right here. All right, let's move on. Hong Kong clown. Uh, Dylan, save yourself though. Uh, I'm gonna give you the chance to feed the ducks Ooh. and tell the beautiful people at home where they can follow us at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check us out. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at Sac City Pod. Be sure to head on over to all the social media places. You can catch up with us. You can get the news. You can get the clipped shows, which are on YouTube, by the way, if you follow that Sac City Pod. You can also get them on Twitter whenever they're up, so uploaded onto YouTube. You'll be able to just click the button to the link. You'll get a little teaser of what's been said in that episode. And you'll be able to just uh, watch the video. Facebook has everything. Instagram has beautiful graphics created by Mr. Vinny. And be sure to check us out at Sac City Pod on all five locations. Because as AJ always says, the boys are back in town. Well done. Well I, I done. I hope Dylan gets Dalvin Cook. 
and then then he drafts Alexander Madison, and then Tyson Chandler's the the, the one that ends up being the oh, backup. Oh man, that'd be funny. Uh, I do find I do you know what I what else I find it funny is Dylan has now taken over our Twitter. Dylan is the the main guy who's running our Twitter page, and it's fun now to see like Dylan go into the specifics on what our Twitter content is because you are the one running it. And Aaron, you do the same when you run, you run the TikTok, and then I do the same because of Instagram. It's just very funny that we go into we we all like you specify promoting TikTok, you specify promoting Twitter, I specify promoting Instagram. It's just I love it. I love it. All of our social pages, though, are great. You want to follow us at Sac City Pod. And uh, be sure to tell a friend. If you're listening to us on a podcasting platform, drop a review. Let us know what you think of the show. All right. Let's get into these burning questions for the 2022 fantasy season. Uh, Basically, the line starts off with you must blank. And I'm going to give you guys a player, and you guys have to tell me what you guys must do with said player for the season makes sense great Aaron I'm giving you a dynasty question first because Friday we're going to actually go into our dynasty mock draft Travis Kelsey this is dynasty specific what must you do with Travis Kelsey now I know you're shaking your head and I'm going to specify about this I'm going to really get into this because there is people there are people out there wondering what to do with Travis Kelsey whether they need to in a dynasty league he's getting older (laughs) he might be the number one guy in kansas city so maybe he can't handle that load maybe he's gonna be (laughs) one year and then is there see regression (laughs) people are worried about travis kelsey and the regression and when you when you sell high before getting burnt so answer that question basically when do you sell high on a travis kelsey or do you just ride this ship on him for uh, until it crashes and you go down with the ship. Um, I'm going to give you my answer in numeric form. Tra- with Travis Kelsey, nine, nine, one. I don't one, need no. One, That's not what one, I'm saying. One, no. Two, let me. No, no, no. You asked your damn no, question. I, let me finish. I did not. Let's no, think, no, no, ask the question. You tease them. He's let answering with Roman numerals. I'm answering the question. Nine, nine. One, 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 two. You do nothing. You do nothing with the great tight end that is Travis Kelsey. He stays on your roster until one, he retires, or until two, he can't move anymore. You're not this. (laughs) Let me to all the dynasty players out there. Just because a player turns a certain age doesn't mean you have to get rid of them. Yes. Is it better to get rid of a player before the decline happens? Absolutely. But tell that to the Tom Brady owners from six years ago. Tell that to to the owners of of guys that we've seen go past their prime. It's not as simple as just saying, oh, he's 32. He's going to decline. Travis Kelsey has been the top tight end in football since 2014. You're not doing anything with him. He's staying on your roster. When he starts to show that he's declining, then we can have that conversation. But until that happens, we're not having that conversation. I'm not going to sit on this show and allow the blasphemy in my best Stephen A. impression to come out of your mouth talking about any notion that we should move on from Travis Kelsey. Okay. In Dynasty. So don't So you are. So the, the caliber of player that Travis Kelsey is, is a player that you go down with the ship, no matter what you do. Okay. Like when, if, if, 
if and when that day comes, you go, well, Dylan, you're the future teller. You'd you, be you able to tell me if it happens You're not going to fall not. off a cliff. Like, most players don't fall off a cliff. Most players don't go from the best to, oh, my God, you can't even put them on a roster, right? So when you start to see a decline, then those conversations can be had. But I'm sorry, have you seen a decline from Travis Kelsey? He is a tight end who is always the best tight end damn near. And every year he produces like a wide receiver one. There's no decline that I'm not doing anything with. Are you, and now for, and I'll send this question to Dylan here on Travis Kelsey, more of a redraft uh, point of view. Do you draft Travis Kelsey in round one? 12 team league. Do you draft Travis Kelsey in that round one? Depends on where in round one. Where am I picking? Is he a top 12 pick, Dylan? That's yes, the question. He's a, yes, he's a top 12 pick. He has okay. been for quite some time. Is he time. a top 10? He's a top, he's 10, a top pick. 10 pick. He's a, he's a first rounder in okay. the 10 round. I, good. Yeah. I just good. wanted to I wanted to see where you're at with that. Okay, good, good, good. Um, okay, so Travis Kelsey, Dynasty, that we're moving on. Dylan, I will give you a different player, though. We talked about him on Friday's show. You said he's done. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, what are you doing with Ezekiel Elliott? Redraft. What must you do with this? Yeah, redraft. Redraft. redraft I, this has been my philosophy for years now, ever since I got burned one year, and it's going to stay the same. It might be unpopular. I'm avoiding a Mike McCarthy running back. I don't care. I don't care what Zeke Elliott did. If it's, if Aaron he's searching his phone, he's pulling up his notes. It says, 1,010, 1,010. <laughs> oh, God. 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. Oh, God. But I, I'm sitting here, and I'm telling you, man. I mean – Every like I know he's not going to be the guy that you're getting in the first round. This is going to be a third round, fourth round pick this year, which is all right value, I'd say, for Ezekiel Elliott. But I just he's getting older that I mean, I just the way that they share the football in Dallas always makes me concerned. Um, The way that just Mike McCarthy's been doing business. It went back to the Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones things. He loved he loved Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones barely saw the football field when he was there. And um, I, I question that a little bit. And I don't care how good of a running back he is. I don't care if he gets his touchdowns. I, I'm just avoiding that situation entirely. I, I don't know how to have this argument anymore. It doesn't make any sense. To say you're avoiding a player that produces at top 10 at the position is just a stupid and it's asinine. <laughs> You don't you don't go into a fantasy football season and say, you know what? I know this guy is going to be top 10 at the end of the season in fantasy football because he's done it every year since he's been in the league, but I'm not going to draft him. I don't care if he's in the third, fourth round. I'm just going to leave him alone because I know he's going to finish in top 10, but because he burned me when I drafted him number two overall, I, I, I don't want to draft him. That's a stupid strategy. It doesn't work. It's not how you play fantasy football. Fantasy football is about value. If you're trying to tell, if you're asking me, do I draft Zeke in the top 10? No. I'm on board with that. He's not a top 10 guy anymore. So I'm not taking him in the first round. I'm not taking him probably in the second round, maybe late second round. Third round's probably about where he needs to go. But guess what? He's going to turn back third round value because you know what's going to happen? He's going to play 16, 17 games. He's going to get 1,000 yards. He's going to score his touchdowns. Everybody acts like Tony Pollard has taken so much work away from Zeke. Tony Pollard had 130 carries. Zeke had 250 almost. Like, what, what, what do you want? What more do you want? And that's on an injured knee. And we could talk about, oh, well, everybody's injured, but not everybody's playing injured. Ezekiel Elliott is a thousand yard back every season, usually puts up double digit touchdowns. What else do you want from a fantasy player you're getting in the third and fourth round? 
So yeah, if you're telling me what, if you're asking me what to do in redraft, you take Zeke at the value he's been going now. If he is sitting there and you're in your third round pick and he's on the board and you, maybe you did the no running back strategy, you're taking Zeke. Maybe you took a Christian McCaffrey early and now he's there late or whatever. You're taking Zeke. And if you're not and you're passing on him for somebody else that has bigger question marks, I guarantee it, you're probably making a mistake. Because there's one thing I know about Zeke. He's going to play. And at the running back position, it's far more important than anything else. He is going to play. One more point before you go, Vinny. You talked about the weapons. No more Agamari Cooper. We don't know what Dalton Schultz is. Michael Gallup is coming off of an, uh, an injury. They have C.D. Lamb. Let's stop with this Dallas Cowboys have weapons all over the field thing. Okay? They have C.D. Lamb right now. That's it. We haven't seen it. And Michael Gallup, we don't know when he's going to be back. Jalen Tolbert's a rookie. Dalton Schultz is, is a nice piece. But let's stop with they have so many guys. They spread it around. They got all these weapons. No, they don't. They have C.D. Lamb. And he had drop issues last year. So let's stop acting like the Dallas Cowboys have a ton of weapons. They don't. So I, I, I wanted to look this up because I, I, I don't know if Dylan did the research on this. Um, what? But the last time you, you made a, a very interesting point talking about Mike McCarthy and his his prior history with running backs. And I wanted to see when the last time outside of Ezekiel Elliott, who obviously just had a thousand yards this past season with uh he hit i know the answer vinny it's eddie lacy it's one thousand one yeah yeah it was 2014 eddie lacy 2014 eddie lacy is there a so that that what was the point no i'm just i'm just he's getting fat now I'm kind of interested to see if that's where dylan if that's the the route that dylan was taking because i i did you you can it's so funny he, with, with certain McCarthy arguments doesn't even call the plays in dallas he doesn't call the plays so every time every time you bring that up it just baffles my mind he doesn't call the plays and you're you're talking about the the years of aaron jones when he was a rookie in his second year in the league when they were still trying to get him up to speed and after that then he was fought he was gone like and michael mccarthy was, fired after the dude that. was a beast you you act like these guys come in every time as a rookie and just sprout. Aaron Jones was a sixth-round pick. He wasn't some touted first-round pick that Mike McCarthy didn't give the ball to. He was a sixth-round pick who had to make his way on the roster, earn a job, and then you wanted him to get the full bulk of carries right away. Like, what? What? That doesn't even for make James sense. Robinson, he was undrafted. They oh cut Fournette God. for him. <laughs> Kellen Moore, if, if you're going that route, Kellen Moore's first two – Kellen Moore's first two years as offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys were Ezekiel Elliott's blow up years of 14 and 1300 yards. So I don't know if that uh, you, Aaron, you brought up the fact that the play calling, um, wait, wait, wait. Say that what, again? what was that face? Say that again. Uh, the first, the first years of Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator or the, the play caller, the, uh, the play caller okay. of the Dallas Cowboys. He had 14 and, uh, well, 1300 yards. To be fair, was he the quarterback had, on the teams? Was he the quarterback coach? He was, but he was calling. Scott, Scott Linehan. Wasn't he calling Scott plays? Linehan was there. Scott Linehan was there during that time. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So disregard anything I said, and my research is now. This, But this is not different than any other team that has a quarterback that's young, like Dak Prescott was, ran the ball early in their career, and then became a throwing offense. That's the that's really the point here. Every team does this. 
that has a young quarterback that they think is a franchise guy. We saw it in Seattle. They stopped running the ball with Marshawn Lynch in that running game, and it turned into Russell Wilson's team. This is not shocking. This is a scheme thing. This is not a Zeke thing. This is a scheme thing. The fact of the matter is, is yes, is Zeke 24 again, 22? Is he going to run like that? No. But when you watch Zeke run the football when healthy, he is a still an effective back. He is still one of the better in-between-the-tackle runners. And when he's around the goal line, he gets in the end zone. He's, he's always reliable. And again, at the running back position in fantasy football, which guys like Dylan are like, man, the guys are missing games and all this stuff. You can't talk out of that side of your mouth and say that. And then on the other end, say you don't want Zeke, who plays every single game. That is just, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, and then you can't win at all. So let's let's play that let's play that game again of would you rather set a running back over Ezekiel Elliott based on ADP for this year, uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Josh Jacobs, Dylan? Ezekiel Elliott. I know you just said I, you didn't. I'm not taking. Okay. I'm not taking Josh Jacobs. He can piss right off. <laughs> hey, Ezekiel Elliott no or guys. Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, and he's got an N next to my name on the okay. next one. Let's okay. go ahead. That's the one I was going to go to next. So don't, we'll talk about him in, in just a, just a moment. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Cam Akers? Cam Akers. Ezekiel Elliott or someone we might talk about later, Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> Elliott. Okay. Okay. So you're yeah, you pretty much right around. J.K. Dobbins. He just or, picks and chooses who he wants. I mean, all these like, guys, those are bad backs right there. And guess what? All the guys, all the guys that you would pick over Zeke have no track record, have been hurt, and yet you What's bring Javante's up the- ADP. I'd reach on him before any of them. Well, Javante, that's not I a would, reach. He's that- going. He is the Javante Williams is ADP is the fifteenth player off the board. Oof, oof. Javante, Steve. Steve, you have. A, did you put him in the top ten? He is the top ten running back. <laughs> you did put him in the top. No, you put him in your Javante- top ten. Yeah, Javon- Javante Williams right now, he is being taken as the RB8. The only ahead of ahead of DeAndre Swift, ahead of Nick Chubb, the only ahead of that's, Alvin Kamara. That's the one th- name that people have it wrong. Like DeAndre Swift should be higher. Uh, yeah, Kamara should definitely take be DeAndre higher. Swift. Okay, okay. So let's let, let's continue playing this uh, this game here and, and bringing up names. And I'll go to you next, Aaron, on a dynasty question, and then I'll finish off with you, Dylan. And I'll, I'll I'll end up giving you Antonio Gibson. So uh, Terry McLaurin, Aaron, dynasty for Terry McLaurin, a guy that we're seeing all these wide receivers get paid. Cooper Cup, we talked about earlier, getting the bag. AJ Brown was another one of those guys. DK Metcalf's looking for his. Debo Samuel's looking for his. Really, I'm I'm talking about those wide receivers who do not have a payday yet, and specifically Terry McLaurin, who has not gotten an extension on a team with uncertainty at the quarterback position and but he still ends up finding ways to produce so in a dynasty league if you are a terry mclaurin owner what are you doing with him are you trying to are you looking to trade him are you comfortable with terry mclaurin and his up in the air contract status on the team with carson wentz or possibly sam howell or taylor heineke I don't think the I don't think the contract status matters, and I don't think the team that he plays for matters. If I have Terry McLaurin, I'm selling, and the reason I'm selling is because, despite him having you know adequate seasons, his name value is super high for whatever reason. People like him, and 
He's he's it doesn't matter where he's at. I think he's about what he is. I, I think he has the talent to be an excellent receiver, but he's probably a wide receiver too in most in most in best best case scenario. I don't ever see him getting to the top wow. ten wide receivers. Um, it's over three seasons he's been at best wide receiver twenty. I mean, and we said he's had good years. So you yeah. give him a better quarterback, you put him maybe in a better situation, but he's probably going to be seeing less targets in an offense where maybe there's another weapon. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's been the only offensive threat really for them out on the outside and he's produced. He's done a really good job. He's very, if he's on your team, I'm not mad at it, but I, I if I'm him, I think his name value actually has a lot more steam to it than where he's going to return just because for whatever reason, people like to see that. They like to see a guy who's produced with no quarterback, no team, and perhaps being able to go somewhere else and produce, I would sell him because I think you can get a pretty good return for him. Imagine him. Is this the best quote? Go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan. Uh, I was going to ask, is this the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has has had? It's Carson Wentz, Case Keenum, Uh, uh, Colt McCoy. I mean, Taylor Heineke, uh, Carson Wentz. Is there a real difference? I don't know. No, that's what I, I, I don't that's know. A, that's what I'm saying. I think it's the same. I think the biggest thing is, is it's not, it's not even you can focus on. And we, we do this with wide receivers. Obviously you focus on who's throwing them the ball, but you also have to look in. This is the best wide receiver too that Terry McLaurin has had on the opposite side. Well, we don't, we don't necessarily know what, what Jahan Dawson's going to be, but I'm very high on him. So in my opinion, I think this is the best wide receiver too. He's had aligned up on the other side of him to possibly take away targets yeah but it's not just him either it's antonio gibson's jd mckissick it's curtis samuel being healthy like it's brian robinson now being in the backfield like not that he's going to catch anything but he'll you know whatever um (laughs) i i i don't buy so much into that i think terry mclaurin will be terry mclaurin he'll be a wide receiver too and he'll be good okay what if like i mean and this is what if so you got to play into dynasty world here um this guy goes to green bay and whenever his contract's up I mean that'd be pretty sexy. I mean oh, you would you well, would you, be well, you say the, that, but but you thing, say though. that, but you say that. But what happens if Christian Watson or somebody else comes out and has a good year this year? When have we ever seen the wide receiver two in Green Bay be any good? When have we seen the wide receiver well, two in Green Bay been any good? Yeah, like I mean, I mean recently, like since Devontae well, okay, Adams has been the one. Driver to okay, okay, but well, but also you have to take into account how long is Aaron Rodgers there. You're talking Still, dynasty. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, well, that's, Aaron Rodgers that's for one year. We, You're not we, buy that. All right, maybe Justin Fields but, but, has but a that's good the year. Thing, though, Chicago. What like Houston? When, when we look at this, though, <laughs> when we look at this, you Dylan, you you just said it perfectly. In in dynasty world, you kind of do have to play with yeah. the what ifs. And if Terry McLaurin doesn't have a deal now, and we see the state of the franchise of Washington, exactly. There is that there is that possibility where Terry McLaurin might not even want to return to Washington. You can't Obviously, play what franchise tag. You can't Why? Play what if? Okay, so enlighten me. I, I'm I, because if you if, play if what if, you don't, you, person, tell me you don't think of contracts and stuff when you're get, getting these players. Okay, so Terry McLaurin leaves, and now he's a free agent. Or if you want to talk what ifs, he he's not signing at the end of the year. The what if is. Washington's not letting him walk out the door. So they'll franchise tag him. He becomes Allen Robinson. Now he becomes disgruntled. So now you're like, do you, does he play under the franchise tag? And guess what happens if he does, if he does play next year, they can franchise him again. That's how the NFL works. You can assume he leaves. Say, let's say he does walk out the door. You just mentioned it. He goes to Houston. 
for more money. He goes to J uh, Justin Fields in Chicago for more money. Are you telling it's me? It's a Kenny Galladay all Are you over telling again. me you're so much more excited with Terry McLaurin going to Justin Fields playing in Chicago? Well, in, in, I think over being on Washington. No, you're not. It's the same situation. I think. I think with this though, and 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 I, I'm not arguing with you here. I'm just playing the game of what ifs because I. So I personally. I've only been in one dynasty league. So I'm, I am a newer person to the dynasty world. So when I have a, if I had Terry McLaurin and if I was in that situation, I would be holding on to him only because I am hopeful that he does end up in a better situation. But I know in my, in the back of my head, I've seen the quarterbacks that he's played with and performed well with to say, okay, I'm okay. Holding on to Terry McLaurin because I know even in the shittiest situation, the likelihood of him playing well. Let me ask you is, a question: Is good. Where where do you have Terry McLaurin amongst wide receivers? Like just our average ballpark ranking. I have him as a, I have him as a wide receiver, a high end wide receiver too. Okay, so I have him up there with with like you talk about like guys like I'd say I'd have Chris Godwin ahead of him but not far ahead of him. Okay. I'd say that's, the, that's kind of the line. I think that, that if that gives you a good gauge, I'd say him and Chris Godwin are right <clears throat> so, there. So right now, if somebody, so if somebody right now gave you Chris Godwin for Terry McLaurin, you taking it? No, you're keeping Terry McLaurin. No, <laughs> I am because that's, and I if, know, I know Tom okay, Brady is, okay, is, let me ask is, you this. is the ageless wonder T Higgins or Terry McLaurin. T. Higgins. Okay, because he has Joe. Bur I know that quarterback okay, situation. So my point being is, right now, I would I would venture to guess T. Higgins is probably ranked below Terry McLaurin. I don't know for sure, but if you get that trade offer, you're not you're not turning that down. You're probably taking T. Higgins, and guess what? T. Higgins' upside yeah. really is probably a wide receiver too, with Jamar Chase. Yeah. And that's what you're saying Terry McLaurin is. So it's it's his name value will get you a return in which his production will never get you. That's I guess that's my point is he's put up wide receiver two numbers. That's probably what is it what it is. You could probably get more in return. And that's really what Dynasty is about. It's about value and getting the right value to move forward. If you can get a player and say a third round draft pick with with that or a second let's, round draft pick. Well, let's let's look at let's 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 look at it as someone in the same exact situation. DK Metcalf. Yep. Which would you rather have, DK or Terry McLaurin? Terry McLaurin. DK. DK. Easy. Terry McLaurin every day of the week. And easy. Easy. You want to know why? Both of you because are. because DK Metcalf's upside is top five. Terry McLaurin's is not. And in Dynasty, that's what you're looking for. If you True. say Dynasty. what if, imagine if DK Metcalf so what goes you and see? plays with Aaron Rodgers. Like, well, what, hold on. What is? But but hold on. Let me. And again, not arguing here, just trying to get answers. <laughs> okay. If you see. We've seen Terry McLaurin play well with bad quarterbacks. Okay. You don't know what his ceiling could be with a good quarterback, but we've seen DK Metcalf with a good quarterback in Russell Wilson. That ceiling what, has wait, wait, come wait, wait. with a, a, a top quarterback in Russell Wilson. We haven't seen DK we haven't Metcalf's seen... ceiling. Yeah, he's been no, but, but he's, I'd like to see him. We, you haven't seen DK Metcalf's ceiling. You've seen DK Metcalf play great, but you think the top seven is not DK Metcalf's ceiling. If DK Metcalf was on a team that, like, give him Aaron Rodgers, you're going to see a top five receiver. Give him Patrick Mahomes, you're going to see a top five receiver. Yeah. So, Terry McLaurin's ceiling. So you don't is, think the talent is not equivalent? 
That's the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So when you talk about upside, okay. you're looking at talent along with situation. Yes, Terry McLaurin has not had a great situation. DK has had a better situation with Russell yeah. Wilson. But if I'm playing the what if nope. game, my what if for DK Metcalf, I know could be top five. And I've already seen him. Mind you, last year, DK Metcalf in a bad season was was wide receiver 14. Terry McLaurin's never been better than wide receiver 20. That tells me all I need to know. Okay. The best play of DK Metcalf's career was the tackle. <laughs> okay. Jesus. All right, let's 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 finish it off. I promised I'd give this one to you, Dylan, and we're going to go that route. Terry McLaurin's teammate, Antonio Gibson. What, what are you doing with, Terry, uh, with uh, Antonio Gibson? You must what? I must not draft Antonio Gibson. Um, that guy was very hyped um, by our panel and many others in the fantasy football community. Um, <laughs> this guy would just break out year. Uh, McKissick's roles disappearing for some reason. I was always big on McKissick. Um, his role stayed consistent. But, um, I mean, it's just he, he battled some injuries last year. They bring in a Brian Robinson. Uh, you still have Jared Patterson in that backfield. McKissick's still not going nowhere. Um, I question that. I, I, I do. I think there's right when you think that it's going to be all right, it just, it gets, gets to where it's not all right. I thought I saw a similar situation. Now the production wasn't there. Uh, Devin Singletary was good year one in Buffalo. They bring in Zach Moss. I think that's what you could see here. Uh, uh, Antonio Gibson, good in year one. Then they bring in Brian Robinson, sort of buzzkill, uh, if you will. He had an opportunity to take over that backfield. He couldn't do it last year. So I'm not drafting him. So where, so Obviously, like if people, some people do hear that and, and think you're not drafting him at all. Like if he was in round 12, you're not drafting Dylan him. Dylan has no stuff. running backs on his team but I, based I know. on what he says. No, yeah. No, I so, got let, let me just. I'm never let, changing my let, RB1 spot. What round, what round would you draft Antonio Gibson right now? Right now he is the RB, right now he is the RB18 uh, in in redraft leagues and he is going in the third round. Oh, he's going right at the, right at the, almost at the tail end of the third. He's going, he's the 31st player in ADP, right? As of right now, I know we're still early in redraft in the redraft process. So this, all this is going to probably change. I wouldn't, even, is, I wouldn't even say his name into consideration. until uh, it's late fifth. It's actually standard. Yeah. He's higher than that. First of all, he's actually standard. The way, the, so hold on. Let me see where you're frowning. Dylan is ridiculous. No, he's, he's only one spot. He's actually one spot lower in PPR. Yeah. I mean, always, at third this, baffles, this is always what baffles my mind. People do not understand the value of the running back position. Antonio Gibson, as bad as he's been because we overhyped him. Yes. He was overdrafted last year. No doubt about it. He was overhyped as bad as he's been 12 team league. He's been a wide, he's been a running back one and he's been a running back, high running back two, ranked 12th and 13th in a bad, in, in two seasons where he didn't have all the workload, had a bad season, got some injuries, didn't play that great. And yet he, the worst he's been is running back 13. Understand the value. If you're getting that in the third round, you're taking it. Like if you're that rejecting that, make me say yuck. he's the one for me, but you don't get, if you play yeah, fantasy I, I, football with emotions, that's why you lose. You can't play with emotions. You got to play with value. It's all about numbers. Is he going to produce or is he not? If Antonio Gibson has the year well, he had last year, so he had 795 yards. Game long this shit. 11 touchdowns. And so, guess what? Yeah. He finished as running back 13. Running back position is depleted. 
It is. It is. And that, that's what we're going to compare here now. So the running backs going around Antonio Gibson in a PPR league, you taking Antonio Gibson or James Conner, Aaron? This year, I'm taking James Conner. I saw enough from him last this is re- year. And this is, that's a lot for me because I was dealing <laughs> yeah, like F. Yeah. James Conner. But this is the re- value says James Conner. And this is redraft. Are you taking him, Antonio Gibson or Josh Jacobs? Ooh, that's probably the line. They're, they're pretty close to me. But I probably lean towards Antonio Gibson. Are you taking the shot on Zeke or Antonio Gibson? Zeke. It's not close. Zeke. Okay. Okay. J.K. Dobbins. I like the upside of Dobbins. I'm, I would have to assume he's coming back healthy. Um, so I would lean towards Dobbins because I think Dobbins is one of those sneaky, could be top 10 guys. Yeah, I agree. And I think, and then and, and to what Dylan was saying with like, and, and what you were saying was you have to take value in this and that. If I'm staring down, if ADP works itself out to be look exactly like what it is right now, and I'm staring down those run because Zeke, Zeke, Jacobs, Montgomery, uh, Dobbins are all ranked behind in ADP or ADP. They're all going behind Antonio Gibson, according to the ADP. So it, it is one of those situations where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'd rather take a shot on Dobbins or someone or, or Montgomery or someone else over Antonio Gibson. But the last thing I want to ask about this all sums up with crowded backfields because you talked about Antonio Gibson and the, I think that's kind of group. I think that's kind of misleading, though. We assume Brian Robinson well, that, well, carries Jared Patterson. Well, no, only, you is, no, but e- either way, I no, hate well, just, no, no, because I hate Let when people ask. do that. How many third string running backs get carries in the NFL, Dylan? How do you know he's a third string running back? Over well, Antonio Gibson is clearly the starter, and JD yeah. McKissick is clearly the passing down back. So where does Brian yeah, Robinson fit in down. there? He's the third running back. How many third running backs get touches in the NFL? They, Good they luck. Get Thank you. That's my point. No, so I'm we have to stop we with this crowded backfield stuff. This is not a crowded backfield. It's Antonio Gibson and it's J.D. McKissick. Now, if Brian Robinson comes on, could he leapfrog somebody? I'm not saying he can't, but right now, there's two running backs there. We are assuming Brian Robinson is even a thing. This is what we so do in, in, so in, in the, the sense. He's going to get carries. Uh, you want an example? I'll throw it out there as the Raiders last year. Richard got some passing work. Not every time. He got some Jaylen passing Richard work. Richard wasn't a rookie. Jalen Richard wasn't a rookie. He had been the passing down back in Oakland and, and Vegas fair. for like four years. He's not a rookie. I agree on that point. So what are you talking about? What? what okay. Frank oh. Gore. Devin Singletary. I mean, rookies oh. do get their run. Let me, let me nip this in the – let me nip this in the butt. Let me just stop this here and ask the question I wanted to ask. And then we can wrap this show up crowded backfields. Whether you look at it as there's three, four running backs, or even if it's two or three or two or potentially three, you look at new England, that always is a crowded backfield. You got Miami who is now has just all of the running old running backs or just RB twos there. You look at San Francisco who has been known to have multiple running, use multiple running backs, are you more Aaron? Are you more comfortable with Antonio Gibson in that offense, or rank those crowded backfields? Whether you disagree or not, crowded backfields: <laughs> New England, San, New England, San Francisco, Washington, Miami. What rank those in terms of who you're most likely to draft? Whether it's Damian Harris, it's not even close. Antonio it's, Gibson, it's Antonio Chase Gibson. Edmonds. It's not close. It's Antonio Gibson, and then it's Elijah Mitchell. 
Like, I, I don't think those backfields are crowded like everybody's saying they are. I, I don't. I think the New England backfield is not even really that crowded, to be honest. I think it's two guys. It's Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. The only problem is, is they don't catch enough passes. Like, so it depletes their, pa- their okay. PPR. Miami's backfield, I just don't know who's going to start. If after two games, Chase Edmonds seeing 15 carries a game, then that yeah. backfield is no longer crowded. There, I do in the NFL, you just don't see teams that run three backs. Like it's it's just not really a thing. I mean, there are every once in a while you can point out a New England where one game they might use their third back, but it's not consistent. I don't think there's any doubt that Antonio Gibson is the day one starter for the Washington football, Washington commanders. Right. I think does he hold on to that job? It might be an issue because he's fumbled and then Jared Patterson comes in for the rest of the game. We've seen that. That's up to Antonio Gibson. But when I'm drafting, I'm not drafting for, oh, my God, if this happens. Like, at his best, I have to assume these guys are healthy. At their best, I'm taking Antonio Gibson, and I don't think it's close in those situations. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. We are going to wrap things up and uh, look forward to another Great show on Friday, live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We will be doing our Dynasty Mock Draft. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be an exciting show. You're not going to want to miss it. Whew. Dylan, you know what time it is. Feed them ducks. going to crank it up. I'm going to crank it up. I'm going to bring old duckies in. I'm going to bring old baby hands in. Yeah, Tell me yeah, 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 yeah. At Sacks to the Pod on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Be sure to check out all of the Sex City podcast needs at all the various locations, all pointed to by Mr. Kenny Pickett with the baby hands. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at Sex City Pod. Content coming every single day on those channels. Be sure to check out at Sex City Pod to see our beautiful faces and beautiful creative works most made by Mr. Milani in the top left. But once again, AJ Johnson says the boys are back in town. There you have it. We'll be back again live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for Fun and Games Friday. Until then, for my best friend Aaron Mukes and for the smoothest voice in sports casting, Dylan Kearns, I am me. We will see you Friday. Peace out. Bye. How was that for some top-tier NFL content? If you enjoyed that episode, go ahead and hit that follow button before you go. And don't forget to check us out on your favorite social media platform at Sac City Pod. Welcome to the city.